0: the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by A.J. Hayfley. Here coming at you on Friday. Yesterday, the Avs officially announced their rookie tournament roster. So we're going to be diving into that. Some pretty interesting stuff as A.J. and I were looking through it. A couple of uh, interesting storylines, to say the least, as well as honestly especially for the this group of forwards that they're sending a lot of hype around th- those prospects it's going to be a fun one aj
1: yeah i think this is a different looking group than we've seen in years past where um i think i think the big sh- shiny example of this process working to their favor is logan oconnor and when you look around at this group and you say, okay, is there is there a Logan O'Connor in in the group here of these names that we don't know? Sure. You know, that we're that we're less familiar with than the drafted kids. But not just that, but also because there was no camp last year, yep. um, we get to see, you know, it's been two years since we've seen Sasha Mutala and Alex Bocage and Nick Henry and, and all these guys in person. Yep. Um, but for the first time in this kind of setting, we get to see Alex Newhook and uh, Jean-Luc Foudy and Sampo Ranta. Two of those guys because they were college kids who weren't allowed to come to these things. Um, and then Foodie because with no camp last year after he got drafted, this is the first time we're getting to see him on the ice. I'm so you could watch him up in. No co, but yeah. It, well, you know what I mean, though. But, like this right. is the first time in this kind of setting that we're for getting sure. to see him, and then we get to see the new guy, Oscar Elousson, the 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 new first rounder. Yep. So at forward, there is there's a lot to be excited about with this group here. Yeah. Um. The one one of the things I I think there are two things that really stood out for me, uh, when I at first glance on the forwards. First one was Shane Bowers is on this list and Martin Kowt is not. Yep. Now we've seen in previous years, you know, the very first one of these, Nikita Zadorov requested to do this. Yep. He asked the abs if he could go and do it because he wanted to to use it to get in shape and to get him some extra game action. And oddly enough, he looked like shit in those games. (laughs) Uh, And it was, it was, it was obvious. Like he didn't, he was using it as a tune up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it was super not an encouraging performance from him. And it was good. Like hindsight, you know, we talk about it now. It's funny at the time we were like,
0: this is concerning. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, um, before I make too big of a deal of Shane Bauer's going, I will say that it is possible he requested to go. Um, but Martin count outside of that. Cout not being on it and Bowers being on it feels like a bad sign for Bowers.
0: Yep. Well, I think it feels like a good sign for Kaut too. It, Both sides I, of it.
1: Agreed. Because it's like their viewing count is beyond that. Yep. And assuming Bowers did not request to go. Cause we don't know that. Right. Uh, if he did request to go, then this entire point is moot. He requested to go. They said, yes, it only gets him in front of the coaches a little bit more. Yep. um,
0: but if this was just the lineup they made, Bowers is on it and Cout isn't. Yeah, Bowers isn't getting any closer to that NHL roster, is he?
1: It's it's still looking like an uh, an uphill battle for him. The yeah. other the other thing that jumped out at me though is that a guy that we've talked about all offseason um, as a possible forward for the NHL team, uh, the Swedish import in Andreas Wingerly, yep, listed as a left wing. And this was, this was a guy who was listed all over the place as a guy who could play all three forward spots. Yep. And it was especially curious to me if they were going to give him a look at center because the organization's center depth has gotten so light in the last couple of years. I was curious. Now, he could still play center just because he's listed as left wing. But I thought it was interesting.
0: I mean, that's a, another question in itself, first of all. Excited to see Wingerly in North America. Uh, should be interesting. He is going to be a little bit older than a lot of people at this tournament. But still, is going to get his first taste of, of North American hockey. But also, when you look at the centers, you have Bowers. You have Foodie. You have, is Newhook going to play center at this tournament? Uh, there are some significant questions about who on this roster is going to end up playing center compared to wing.
1: Yeah, and I think I think the the smart alignment would be uh, Bowers, Newhook, and Foodie down the middle. Yep. Now the the obvious temptation is to move one of those guys to wing and play them together. Sure. You know, especially Bowers and Newhook, where you're like, okay, let's see, just
0: let these dudes go off. Yeah. Yeah, but
1: I think both of them, their value goes up so much if they're both at center that just giving them a look there. You know, the only other listed centers here are guys we've not heard of, and Ryan Hofer, Jack O'Brien, uh, and Callahan Burke,
0: which we'll get to them in a little bit.
1: Yeah, but... and Callahan Burke is actually on an AHL deal, so that's a dude that that could easily be uh, an equal an anyway, yeah. regular this year. Mm-hmm. Whereas so, the other guys are just on ATOs.
0: But I mean, I think that's. So you're looking at down the middle, but where where the forward core really starts to get intriguing is how do you mix and match? Even if you put Bowers and Newhook on the same line, let's say Newhook's on Bowers' wing, you still have to fill that right side. You could put Olauson over there. You could put uh, Bocage on that line. I mm-hmm. might have to switch Newhook to the right, but either way, you could put Ranta on that line. You're, you're talking about a bunch of fun options.
1: If we did it just based on how they're listed here, yep. Um, you know the the right wings, right yeah. That are of interest here are Olauson, uh, Bokaj, and Henry. Yep, and then Mutala as well.
0: Yeah, which I'm psyched to see Mutala there, but it doesn't really change the situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what his game looks like and and how he's progressed and. Uh, it's been two years since I've seen him in person, so I want to see how much he's grown uh, physically. I want to see how much weight he's put on and all that. Because um, belief in the player and his abilities is still there. Yep. Um, but on the on the left side, it's really not as intriguing. It's like Sampo, Pretty and that's much. where that's where that's where moving Bowers or Newhook to the left would be of of
0: why it makes sense. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, because you have. Just, just roster baiting a, a, a rookie face off top six. Yeah. Like, let's just say Bowers, New Hook, and Olausen.
0: Then your second line ends up being. Yeah, all first rounders. Yeah. That's a dirty first line. Your second yeah. line could be like foodie Henry Ranta or something like that. Well, I was going to say.
1: I was, I mean, I was going to say, um, uh, Ranta on the left, Foodie in the middle, and then Bocage on the right. Yeah, sure. And that's, a, that's again, a nasty group there. Yep. Also, all third-rounders.
0: <laughs> there you go. You, so have,
1: a, you have the first-round line, the third-round line, we're, and then...
0: Yeah, we're lines. learning how AJ builds a lineup right here, right now. Just <laughs> <despite> by draft pick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then, on the next line, you have... Uh, well, there are no centers left.
0: Yeah, you so drafted to, center, and
1: then you have Henry on the right. Henry and, uh, and a bunch
0: of question marks after that, basically. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then you, you just move Mutala to the left.
0: Yep. And then you, yeah, you get what you get from there. Yeah, basically, but.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's but that's that's what I think the top six should really look like. Um if they try and if they try and go Bower's new hook and foodie down the middle, then obviously uh one of those left wing spots I'm giving to Wingerley yep. in the top six. Because yep. you wanna see what he has. You wanna see what he's got he'll, going he'll, on.
0: He'll get top six minutes. And and again, we were talking about this off air before the show. Most of these rookie tournaments you'll see Most of the kids will play two games of the three, so there'll be some rotation in there, but it'll it'll be a little bit of everything for sure. With that being said, because we were robbed of, of last year's rookie tournament, I think this is the most intriguing group of forwards the Evs have brought to one of these so far.
1: Yeah. The last time they went to a rookie tournament, the top line was uh, Henry Bowers and Cout, And we were super excited for that. And then on the back end, they had Byram and Timmons and that was the first time Timmons had played since the concussions. Yep. And so we were, that was kind of the story, right? But there was no new hook. There was no, there were no college kids. And instead we get sort of this intersection of graduated college kid college kids with uh,
0: with New Hook the the CHL and Europeans also arriving at the same time. Yeah. yeah.
1: New hook and rant are showing up and then you also get you know, Lausin and yeah. And and then we haven't even talked about the defense though. Yeah, and true, that's true. Mostly because the defense is totally a bunch of who exactly are these guys? And then you have two first rounders in Byron and Barron, who's probably gonna be a pairing. Yep. And then you have the always intriguing and just never not existing Nate Clerman. Well,
0: just hangs around, dude. Yeah. And then around.
1: in net, a really like in, in net you have two thirds of what should be a really intriguing goaltender battle this year under on AHL deals with Trent Miner and Eustace Annan. Yeah. You know, Anandin has the hype, but Miner got himself an ELC and played very, very well last year. I would be tempted to put Miner ahead of
0: Ananin just on the pecking order based on recent play. Certainly, based on Miner's AHL games, at least he he has shown he can handle the pro game. Whereas Anandin, he only played in what three AHL games, but the numbers yeah. weren't anything special. Yeah, they weren't.
1: They weren't bad. It was just like, it was just a couple of games for both guys. But Miner had such a good year in the WHL, granted a compromised version of it. Whereas Annen just did not have a great year in Finland, a great follow-up season in Finland. It was just not a very good season. Yep. So it's it's, I'm excited to see them start to separate. I mean, these are... Two dudes who are going to be in direct competition for playing time and a job.
0: I mean, realistically, there's a good chance they're fighting for the starting job in the ECHL at the start of the year. Let's to be
1: start to start the year. I think that makes the most sense. But
0: the one who with, gets the inside track is the one that's going to end up getting the promotion to the AHL when the time comes. Exactly,
1: and you you. It's not just an injury to either Jonas Johansson or Hunter Miska or poor play, it's something happens to one of the a- the NHL and guys.
0: Everyone gets promoted, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you have a you have a Darcy Kemper with a e- recent injury history, you have Pavel Francouz with a recent injury history. Yep. So, this is not an unimportant first step in the goaltending hierarchy battle that will be going on all season long. For sure. You want to you want to see these guys and and like you want to see them both pitch shutouts. And no offense to Peyton Jones, but uh, the only people going to see Peyton Jones are related to him.
0: But, or, you know, some of hope, his old college buddies.
1: Hoping to be related to him.
0: If, <laughs> well, there you if, go. Now if, he's got a, if he's got a girlfriend that wants to go and see him or something. The Puck you know. Bunnies are out in force in Arizona? No, or,
1: uh... I'm not even, I mean, just because you date a hockey player doesn't mean you're a Puck Bunny bro. Come on.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. It Fair
1: just enough. means you found a, a cute boy who you like and you want to do boy-girl things with.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. I... You gotta just, be. You gotta have a little bit of puck bunny if you know, if you're dating a goalie, though. I was gonna say it, <laughs> yeah.
1: t- it takes a special kind to date a goalie, though. <laughs> Absolutely agree. <laughs>
0: Okay. Before we uh, go down a path, we probably shouldn't. We are brought to you all by the Ball Corporation. You can get yourself a little bit uh, of extra money, a good job to work at. They pay a living wage. They do have benefits. And also, I think the most important and coolest thing about their job opportunity is if you have holes in your resume, they will help you pay for classes or lessons to get your whole resume filled out, fleshed out, get you the knowledge that you need to move forward in your career. So be sure to check out the Ball Corporation You can text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com. To get your application today, they're currently hiring in the Golden Plant, as you may have guessed. And they do a bunch of awesome stuff beyond just making aluminum cans, too. They do things like work in the aerospace industry. They monitor resources here on Earth. bunch of awesome stuff. So if you haven't checked out Ball yet, now is the time to do it. Go see them. And once you get the job, once you have a little bit of spending cash, fire yourself up a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Put a little bit of money in. You put $5 in and then you bet one of those dollars on a week one NFL game, DraftKings will give you $200 in free bets. 200 bucks immediately. You don't even have to wait for the bet to pay out. Even if you get the bet wrong, you get the 200 bucks. Then you can bet on whatever you want. I know I don't care about betting on football at all, personally. So I'll put the $1 down, take that 200 go bet on hockey, go bet on uh, Ultimate Frisbee, which we found out yesterday is something you can do on DraftKings, by the way. Uh, I...
1: Did not know what Ultimate... Like, I've heard of Ultimate Frisbee, but I'd never seen it played until a recent episode of Below Deck Mediterranean that Z and I watched. Really? Where the crew played against these dudes who wanted to play against them. Sure. And it was no shock that the dudes who do this for fun beat the crew members <laughs> don't, don't who had them. never yeah. played before. Yeah. And it was it was pretty funny, but it was like oh, this actually looks sort of fun. Although I, I don't like sand no, because you, I've I've never been able to get my footing on it. You play on, on
0: grass. Play on so grass. Yeah.
1: they were playing on a beach. No. And I was like, this looks so ripe for knee injuries. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm staying a thousand miles away from this, but admit, this looks fun.
0: You, I used to play on grass a little bit. I wasn't any good, but I've played before. Um, it's a fun sport. I, Dude, I it, looks, it
1: looks like a good time, man. There's like, a
0: like, genuinely super crazy tangent. Um, so, AJ, you know as well as I do, all of the adventurous internet websites you end up on trying to find footage of like deep European prospects.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you want to know? You want to know why they have virus
1: scans? Yeah, of
0: websites, yeah, man. Exactly. I, I found one. So a couple years ago, the site that used to host the Finnish Junior Hockey Games also hosted the Ultimate Frisbee World Championships. So, while I was uh, watching people like uh, oh, Emil Vero, that was the one, on one screen, I also had the Ultimate Frisbee World Championships up on the other screen, so. Emil Vero, my yeah. gosh. I liked him. Yeah? I just liked him. Yeah, I like him as a second rounder still, but. Uh anyway, enough with the tangent. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Get your money. Use code DNBR when you sign up. Get the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Must be 21 or older Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions and conditions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Before we uh, round out the forwards, AJ, I did want to ask, who is this showcase the most important for on the ads group of forwards?
1: Well, I would say in terms of having an NHL future, Bowers. Okay. I would say in terms of having maybe a future in pro hockey altogether, any of these ATO guys. Sure. You know, because this is where, this is your chance. An NHL organization has invited you to show up and see what you can do. They're going to have a three-day on-ice dev camp in Denver before this to get a look at some of these guys and some truly some intriguing talent here uh, among the guys that you know you've, that aren't drafted and aren't aren't big names and aren't guys that you're really thinking. Cause, I mean, these guys these guys get invited to stuff. You don't ever really. Think that you have the next Mark Stone on your hands, or
0: whatever. The next Tyler Johnson, you're, I guess, is a better example. Logan O'Connors out of it—that's what you're trying to do. You yeah, but
1: I mean, that. this is this is how it this is how it went for a guy like a Tyler Johnson back in the day. Fair enough. You know, you get a, you get invited, you you put up some numbers, you put up some okay numbers, but and that, the WHL. Get, but if you then, get
0: Tyler Johnson, that's you know you're you're all gravy at that point.
1: Yeah. But that's how it starts. Like, this is step one is what I'm saying, that, a, right. a, guy that right. a guy that was not drafted has to get invited to something like this in order to get a foot in the door. So it's really important. All the guys that you've never heard of that have asterisks next to their name on the roster because they're they gotta on start ATOs. Somewhere.
0: They got to start somewhere.
1: This is huge for them. This is, this is potentially pro-career or you're going to Canadian uni.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? That is an interesting conversation, though, because there is something a little bit different about this group. A lot of these ATOs this year for the Avs are quite a bit younger than we've seen in the past.
1: A lot of them we've seen they've gone with guys who are either getting ready for an overage season in the CHL or they were already beyond that point and had finished their junior careers and were getting ready for ECHL or – you know, again, to, to go to, to uni or they were getting ready for European careers or yep. whatever. Um, they had finished in juniors is what I'm saying. They were older. They were 22. They were 23 years old. And as you and I were going through this list, we kept being like, wow, this guy's 19. This guy's 18. There's a 17-year-old in here
0: Yeah,
1: um, that does not turn 18 until the first day of
0: of their camp.
1: Before of, the, of the camp, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you look at a guy, um, you look at, like, Jack O'Brien. He turned 18 in May and went through. He's from Denver, by the way. And that's that's the intriguing thing here is that he he had one full year in the WHL, put up some decent numbers with, with Portland, played this last year in the USHL, and then a little bit for Portland in the WHL bubble. Yep but wasn't wasn't good enough in that time to get himself drafted but again just turned 18 and so he'll be a guy that is getting ready to go into his second time through the draft this next next process
0: it's... this is
1: this is not like a physically mature over a group of overage guys who you're like okay they're 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 done a lot of these guys are still are still going through draft processes.
0: It's the type of guy where he puts a solid WHL season together in this coming year, all of a sudden you take a sixth round flyer on him or something because you have yep. a little bit of that inside information on who he yeah. is as a player.
1: Absolutely. You look at him, if he has look, say he goes just using Jack O'Brien as the example here, mm-hmm. he's six foot 154 pounds. So he's got a bad frame here. He needs yep. a lot of weight to put on him. He's probably going to need 20 or 30 pounds if he's going to make it in pro hockey of any just, level. Just
0: realistic, yeah.
1: You're, you're Even in the ECHL, you're not succeeding as a
0: 154-pound guy. Dudes are just going to run you over, yeah. Yeah, especially that
1: league still, which is still a, very a much breeding ground for yeah. the enforcer types. Yeah. Uh, so like, that's a dude he's got to put on a lot of weight, but if he has a good showcase here at this rookie face-off, he puts himself on a, on a draft list for the Avs that, uh, they, and they'll follow him all year, kind of keep his name in their back pocket. They only have late round draft picks available to them this year <laughs> next true. year's draft. Yep. So come sixth or seventh round, instead of doing a solid and taking another brother just because he <laughs> came, <laughs> This is where this is where a guy like Jack O'Brien puts himself on the NHL's radar yep. now he this is where it can start for him where it actually has to have he has to go and have a good year in the WHL. of course of course but this is step one to a good season that gets him drafted yep and then go you know you go from there maybe maybe that turns in it you know because he'd be uh, a second end second time entry uh into the draft it would be a you know, the abs would probably have to give him an AHL contract because they don't know how to handle that situation. But, <laughs> you know, point, the point is, is that these are guys with at least some some sort of potential that you're still trying to see what they have.
0: Well, and this is beyond the avalanche. This is a rookie showcase where these teams go and they get five teams to see what they can do at the tournament. So even if it's not the avalanche that yeah. that bite on that hook, if there's a... A handful of other teams from California, Arizona, that can, in uh, Vegas, I suppose, that can see something they like out of him, maybe, and and put a pin in him for to see what he does this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a good point that you have six organizations worth of decision makers that are there because you know who goes to these things.
0: The entire
1: front the scouting, office.
0: The whole scouting squad too, yeah. The whole
1: front office rolls on over there. Yep. Amateur scouts, pro scouts, the head coaches, coaching staffs, the GMs, the AGMs, the whole gang goes Yep. to this stuff. And that's an opportunity for these guys to put themselves on the radar for six different NHL teams. You know, it's still 26 other teams out there, but that's a pretty good – that's good a good chunk of teams right yeah, there. Yeah. Like that's not nothing. You're, you're trying to get in front of one team to give you a bite.
0: I mean, so go look at, gonna... you don't have to look far. Go look a couple years ago at Kotkov, who ended up in San Jose.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> that was an interesting situation. That was yep. a very interesting situation. So for anybody that may not remember, uh, Vladislav Kotkov was an int- interesting draft prospect. Yep. Did not get drafted uh after his after his 18-year-old season uh his first time draft his first draft eligible year, I'll say. Yep. Uh did not get did not get drafted, went to Colorado's dev camp. Yep. The avs chose not to give him a contract. Went to San Jose's dev camp the next week. San Jose gave him an ELC. And he did not have to go through the draft process again. Got an ELC, has been sitting on that ELC, has been sitting on that for the last two years as he played his last two years in the queue. And now is um, getting ready for his first pro season well, in the AHL with the Barracuda.
0: Likely be an ahl or full-time this year.
1: Yeah. So that's the, that's the other thing, yep. right? Like in, we were talking about these guys going through the draft. Well, if they like one of these guys that much
0: just sign him yeah
1: you could just give that guy a deal and just yep. say okay well this guy really impressed us who who stands out and you know you and I tried to go through these and pick a couple of guys who were of interest going into this yep uh, we each have we each have a guy that we are gonna say hey keep an eye on him yeah, yeah maybe this is a this is a guy that they really like that that could make some sense here.
0: Yep. It's uh it, it should be an, an interesting one. I think you picked O'Brien, right? I did. So, yeah, we've already talked about O'Brien a little bit. Uh, I guess that's a, that's a good segue into the defensive conversation. Then obviously look, it doesn't really matter what Byram does at this tournament. If we're being honest, it's going to be fun to see him play, but, you have to pretty much think that guy has a roster spot on lock with the ads, regardless <laughs> yeah. right
1: uh, I know I know um there's there's always like the group of people that make something out of a guy like Byram going to this. I'm not worrying about it. I think this is either he asked to go or they just want to give that, him
0: this is one hundred percent this guy hasn't played a proper game in eight months or whatever it is at this yeah. point so exactly like just just put him on the ice yep. <laughs> So gives him that opportunity. Maybe the most interesting player or the player that can move the needle the most for himself at this whole thing might be Justin Barron. Uh, yeah. He he has an opportunity to put himself in a position. If he plays well at this and, and leading into the rest of the season, of course, it's going to take more than just one rookie tournament. But he could position it himself as a legitimate call-up later on in this year.
1: That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be an interesting hierarchy. Yep. We talked about goalies, but defensemen. Let's, let's 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 just go with guys who have contracts for right now. Yep. Uh, you have got the you've got the six that we're assuming start the year, including Byram. Yep. You've got maybe Curtis McDermott as a defenseman, depending on defenseman or whatever. whatever. Run, yeah. Whatever that shakes out. You have Jacob McDonald. Totally. Then you have a bunch of AHL veterans and Justin yeah. Barron and Nate Corman as the and, only two
0: prospects. Yeah, and Jack Johnson on a PTO.
1: Yeah, and that's why I said, just for right now, just the just the signed guys. Sure. Don't know what's going to happen with Jack Johnson, but that was yesterday's show.
0: Yes, it was. Go check that out if you want our Jack Johnson takes. Yeah. Um, yeah the the of the guys signed. Uh, McDermott is a total wild card. You have no idea really where he sits on the defensive depth chart. Yeah. Uh, You probably today have McDonald ahead of Barron and the AHL guys. But all of the AHL guys, Barron could leapfrog this year pretty easily if he plays well.
1: Well, he's got a couple of important things going for him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He was the first round pick. Always matters.
0: It's gonna give you an inside line, let's be real.
1: Always matters. Yep. Um he's right handed. And he fits their identity to a T. Can skate. So those are the things those are the things about Justin Barron that you love. What you yep. what you need to see physically. Is he ready? Is he is he strong enough? Can he handle, you know, is he mature physically enough? And hell, emotionally, is he mature enough? Can he, can he handle the rigors of of the NHL yet? Is he, yep. you know, does he have the professional approach, the day to day understanding that this is a career, this is a job? Yeah. Does he have that? You know, with just a handful of AHL games at this point, you don't know. That's still a question mark.
0: For sure. Um,
1: so sometimes guys' first year in pro hockey, it's a real shock to them that they get there. Because they've been playing hockey their whole life. Oh, it's the same thing. Well, now you're not playing hockey with an age group that's yours anymore. You're playing hockey with all ages of dudes. You've got twenty eight year old guys who are ready to rip your fucking heart out for a job because that's a paycheck for them next year. Are you? Are, are you, Can you handle that pressure? And it's, can you handle that inner competition? Can you handle all of the things that go along with being a professional? It's gonna. It usually takes some guys some time.
0: I think. It, it's a it's a two faceted thing too, right? One, it's every day. Every junior league in the league, yes, I get it. The CHL plays a significantly more strenuous schedule than say the NCAA. Sure, and they still have significant breaks in that schedule all the time.
1: Well, and and they just don't. I mean, you play fifty games.
0: Right. It's it's nowhere near what an eighty-two NHL game schedule is. And yeah, the other even,
1: even an AHL schedule.
0: You're right. I mean, AHL. You're talking about teams do three and threes and crazy stuff. So. Right?
1: They do. I mean, they legitimately their schedules whack, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there's that side of it. But then I think the other side of it is not only is it every day, it's every shift. How how many dudes do you see in the CHL that? Oh, you know, they'll they'll have a good game, but they'll take a shift off here. They'll take a shift off there. That's one quick, quick, quick way to get yourself knocked off an NHL roster is if you're taking shifts off. So it's, it really is a, a level of dedication that I think it's hard to understand until you experience it, mm-hmm. especially as an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid that <laughs> is going into something like this for the first time ever in their lives.
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. It's an underrated part of it that we don't talk about. Oh, first these guys will be fine. They'll slide in and they'll – some guys handle it yep. just fine. You know, you look at Miko Rantanen in San Antonio. He'd been playing professional hockey in Finland for years. Yep. You know, he he had been – well, for years. He had been part of a pro system for years. Since he was 16, yeah. So he he was comfortable in that environment. He showed up in San Antonio and knew what to do. He was good. You know, JT Comfer showed up as uh, a guy who had gone through three years of college. Yep. So he was a little, he was a little bit older, but still right in that age range where it was like, fifty games. It was obvious he was done. Yep. With the AHL, it was obvious. Okay, this is finished. You know, as a as a recent first round pick, and I think he's still just nineteen. Justin Barron still has everything to prove. And so this is this is kind of like what we were talking about with the, uh, you know, the other guys who need this in order, you know, with the Jack O'Briens who need this to launch their
0: careers in pro hockey
1: all, yeah. Yeah, their aspiration for any kind of a pro career. This could be an important first stepping stone for Justin Barron to put himself, you know, to, to leapfrog into, okay, he has a good dev camp. Now he has a good rookie face-off. All right, what happens after that? NHL training camp. He's going to be skating on the same ice as a Stanley Cup. A, te- a team with <laughs> Stanley Cup aspirations yeah, as right. what,
0: is how I want to word right. that. One of the bed on paper, one of the best teams in the
1: NHL. Right, like even if even if you're the haterist of haters, an upper echelon NHL team. Like a an upper-crust NHL team, even if you have him at, like, the ninth-best team or whatever. Sure. Which, whatever, fine. But still, like, this is, the, I'm saying, this is not the Arizona Coyotes or Buffalo Sabres he's going to be on the ice with. This is going to be an actual quality NHL team that he gets on the ice with. And then he's got to, how, how does he do? If he has a poor showing at the rookie faceoff, you're off on the wrong foot. Yep. Coaches, evaluators, everybody saw that. Yep. So now you're now you're behind. Now you're 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 trying to play catch up here, trying to erase that out of their memory. But if you have a good showing, you're trying to build from that. You string together good showings. Okay, he has a good training camp. They can do like what they did with Timmons multiple times. He could be the last cut, stay the whole preseason, play four or five preseason games, get him in there, see how he does. And uh, as long as he keeps as long as he keeps showing well and forcing his hand, you just keep rewarding him. Okay, and then ultimately you send him down to the AHL. If he has a good start into the AHL, you're you're not needing a Jack Johnson signed contract. You can you start having the conversation about yeah, let's give this kid a look at, as this year as the season progresses. You give you give Justin Barron a real look. It all starts with this. The rookie faceoff is where these guys start building the momentum on the seasons that they'll have. It doesn't it doesn't mean that if you have a bad face rookie faceoff you're going to have a bad season. It just means that you have to turn it around. This is the beginning though. This is that first step. And for Barron, it's a it could be a step towards proving he's ready to take uh, take on some NHL minutes this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, certainly. You never want to miss out on an opportunity to say the least to to prove yourself to the organization or anything like that but um on that note i think it uh it is safe to say that you know what sometimes these rookie tournaments can separate the men from the boys and uh well let's face it men manscaped i mean it's just what men do so head on over to Manscaped, get yourself 20% off with code DNVR, get the perfect package 4.0, and get yourself free shipping along the way. It's more than just the Lawn Mower 4.0, though. They have you covered above the belt, below the belt, whatever you need. If you're looking for cologne, breath mints, stuff like that, they'll even take care of you because uh, because real men smell good, I guess. Is that, is that a thing? I don't know. I I prefer to smell good than bad.
1: Real men as opposed to fake men that smell bad? I mean, I just think... Put together
0: men smell good, right? There you go. That's the way to, yeah.
1: Dateable men smell good.
0: All right. Well, I might smell good, but I'm not dateable. So, you know.
1: Well, you are for your wife. Yeah. I, dating. I would imagine that y'all, y'all go on dates, right?
0: I guess that's fair. Yeah. Is it really a date when you're married, though? I don't know. Anyway.
1: It should be, man. You got to keep that shit fresh. Got to keep that. Got to keep the love I mean, strong. I mean, we uh, go
0: out, we do stuff, we just don't call it a date, really. It's just us hanging out as husband and wife. But is that is that it? Is,
1: does dating end when you get married and it just turns into husband and yeah, wife? Hey, you want to go
0: do something? Like, <laughs> hey, wife, let's hang out. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's how it goes. Next, you don't you have do. to ask
1: people on dates anymore. Right? right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, they can't say no. All right, all right. Let's uh, not let's not go there. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, get Manscaped, bunch of awesome products beyond just trimming your ball hair. Put it that way, uh, and then hit up the Infinity Park in Glendale if you're local here to Colorado. They have amazing rugby there. That's where the men's and women's national teams play. So it's literally the best rugby in the country. You can't do any better. Check them out. They also have a bunch of other awesome events at Infinity Park, whether it be movie nights on the weekends or other events that are hosted all the time. You can check out things like arcade events. Uh, I already mentioned the movie nights. They they do have the Colorado XOs as well, the experimental rugby team that brings athletes in from other sports to see if they can transition into the game of rugby.
1: So it's a badass
0: concept. It really is dope. Like, I'm... And football does this, too, where they, like, they'll bring rugby players into football and they turn them into, like, punt returners all the time. Yeah. I'm surprised that other sports don't try and do this more often. Where they, like, turn athletes that were, like, played other sports at a high level into their sport. But. Depends on the
1: skills and the sports involved. But, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing because rugby is, like. It's such a physical sport that it requires just a first and foremost, a great athlete. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. So maybe a little bit, I get what you're saying for sure, but either way you can check them out, head on down to infinity park at Glendale. Their uh, movie things come on the weekends. Again, you can hit them up at infinity park at Glendale. Wait, hang on. What's the website? I've, I've lost the website. I don't know what the website is. I'm failing this ad read. Uh, anyway, at glendale.com. There we go. I found it. It's not that complicated. Go to the website. See what events are coming up. Kids get in for free if they're under 12. And you can get tickets for just $5 sometimes on discount nights. So check them out. Go have a good time with the family. All right. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. Getting into the rest of this lineup. You do have Nate Clerman as well on the defensive side. A dude that continues to just hang around the organization trying to make a name for himself.
1: Look, he got he got an ELC with a year left of college, so the team was clearly
0: interested in him, yeah.
1: Pleased with his development. And he's a guy that the couple of times that I've gotten to see him uh in person, I've always really liked.
0: There you go. So Scout AJ says, "Thumbs up to Nathan Claremont on this one." Well, it's it's not uh, so he's an interest. Like you look at
1: you know we we tend to break defensemen into three groups, right? Sure. Offensive, defensive, and two way. Yep. And he's never really fit into any of those boxes mm-hmm. because he's got skills where you make him you you watch him making tape to tape sixty foot. Stretch pass, yep. And you're like, oh my god, he could be an offensive defenseman. And then you'll watch him with a with a perfect gap, seal off a puck carrier,
0: rub poke it away, yeah.
1: rub him, you know, rub him out of the play, and and start a start a transition the other way. And you're like, oh my god, he's he's a defensive defenseman and then you'll see him in the same game and you'll go oh my god he's a two-way guy and then you won't see any of any of those things for for
0: three games games. yeah a it's a lack of consistency
1: for sure and you're just like what the hell (laughs) but he's got he's got really good size um and he's got and he's right-handed which we we always talk about is just an advantage to be a right-handed defenseman is an advantage because teams are desperate for them. They will put up with more warts on a right-handed defenseman than a lefty because they can go and find four left-handed defensemen for every right-handed. Yep. It's literally why you see NHL defenses full of left-handed, like four or five left-handed guys. Like, how many times last year was Kale McCarr the only right-handed guy? Or it was Kale McCarr and Connor Timmins, and that's it like right-handed defensemen are just tough to find. So when you when you have a guy like Clerman, like that's that's what you're 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 getting you're you're giving him a longer leash because he's right-handed and, and not just because of that, but it does give him that little extra, but because he's done well at every level. He hasn't been spectacular at any level. He's just good and solid and his the coaches have trusted him always at every level and there's something to be said about a guy
0: like that certainly it's when you are able to earn a coach's trust like that it, it was a lot of the positives that we saw that first year of drew Hellison in bc now Hellison, i think has shown a little bit more consistency to his skill side of his game both mm-hmm. defensively and offensively than Clerman, but it's that same type of, of role that you're looking at for Clerman, where you get him into pro hockey, you get him working on his consistency, and if it starts to show up, if you start to get that quality play every single night out of him, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you might have something there. Mm-hmm. So, it's the type of guy to take a chance on in that regard, I guess. Yeah,
1: he's an interesting guy, and like he's never going to put up eye popping numbers for you. He he had, what, like 20 career points at yeah, Notre it's, Dame?
0: It's not a lot, yeah. He
1: didn't score a goal his first two years. Yep. Um, before the onslaught of goals where he scored <laughs> four last year. <laughs> and didn't have any points with the Eagles last year. Yep. So, this is not a guy that's going to put up a lot of numbers for you. And if he does make the NHL, pff, Ten points, great! Like, like, and they they'll they'll be Ian Cole points. Yeah, totally. It's where he just makes a pass it... to a guy who happens to do something awesome, and he gets a secondary assist, and you're like, okay, cool.
0: There's a lot of <laughs> you understand what his ceiling is, right? Like, yeah, you know what he's going to be if he ever does make it to the NHL, but you have to give chances, give opportunities to those guys, because that's how you build out your depth. Something we've talked about for years and years and years is how much the abs struggle to get role players out of their prospects.
1: Yeah.
0: And Clermont is absolutely one of those guys that could become a role player. If you get the right development, if he improves, if you get a little bit lucky. Yep. So it's the type of guy you want to give an opportunity to like this, to prove himself a little bit. Mhm. Uh, the rest of the defense is a bunch of outside-of-the-organization guys, for the most part. I guess you yeah, have Miles Gendron, who's on an AHL deal. but
1: um, We saw with the Eagles a little bit last year and was yeah. a guy on an mm-hmm. AHL deal.
0: Exactly. But a couple of other guys' prospects as well. My person to watch on the defensive side is Graham Sward. Uh, two years ago, had a decent year with the Spokane Chiefs and the WHL. This, By the way, that was as a... 16 year old i should say this last year he was 17 turns 18 on september 12th not even 18 yet so still has a lot of junior career ahead of him to say the least uh solid defenseman he's 6-2 could put on some ways only 175 but you expect that to fill out as he ages of course uh has a little bit of of the things you like to see out of a, an avs player he's good skater Strong on the defensive side, probably a defensive first guy. You're not going to get a ton of offense out of him. But still, I think a guy that could fit into the abs system in that regard pretty well. And the uh, he was has a little bit of pedigree, I guess, as well. He was a first-rounder in the WHL draft. Uh, he was drafted 17th overall in his draft year there. So for for a kid with kind of that high end on the younger side, an interesting guy to watch going through... Maybe someone the ABS can target for a future draft, especially considering he was nearly as young as you can be for his first time through the draft. Really, Mm -hmm. so definitely could be one of those future draft targets. Or you know, I I wouldn't expect someone as young as him to probably secure a contract in the immediate. But another player the ABS could get an inside line on if he flashes a little bit at a a tournament like this. Definitely. Um, so and
1: look the abs are
0: the ads are light on defensive prospects for sure
1: contracts on the on the back end
0: in general yep
1: they they're only organizationally they are only at 45 contracts right now so they
0: have room for sure
1: yeah so they can absolutely and and it's not like there's going to be a huge influx Their reserve list is so small
0: their their influx was it's is done already, basically. With yeah, I, all I the mean, guys they have this last year.
1: They have four guys who expire next year. Um, Weis, Schmackov, Lieberman, and Zoman
0: And you, are you, any of those guys you, getting an ELC? Certainly, at least two of them aren't signing. Probably three, and maybe all four aren't getting. Yeah, the, uh, I would say if I if I was a betting man right now, I'd I'd bet zero. Yeah, I would
1: bet zero. And maximum, I would be two with Lieberman and Wiese. Yep. Unless something crazy happens,
0: I yeah, I I don't see how you could ever expect Schmackov or Oman to get a deal. But yeah, um,
1: I mean, the the one thing with Schmackov that you could say he's at least playing again.
0: Yep, and he's a goalie, so who knows?
1: But yeah, exactly. Where it's like, oh, okay, you know
0: but even that's could is be like, a thing, I guess. What do you do with him? Because the goalies going to this tournament are Trent minor and Eustace Annen. So yeah,
1: what, what you would do with him is you would send him to the ECHL because Hunter Miska's a UFA. Jonas Johansson's a UFA or I think an RFA.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so you got, you could, you could clean those guys out. If both of, if both of these kids this year, step up, if you want to go the safer route, you bring Johansson back for another year. And then Ananen and Minor continue to do their thing, and then Schmackoff is in the ECHL. I guess, but...
0: And that's that's like if
1: Schmackoff goes off in the case. He'd have
0: to go off, and then he'd still have a mountain to climb to be relevant, is, is my point.
1: Yeah. I, I think he's in the, Oh, he's he's in the VHL right now.
0: Yep. My bad. But more immediately, the Minor-Ananen battle may be the most interesting positional battle at this rookie tournament. <laughs>
1: I think so. We're not, we're not giving him a whole lot of credit here, but the organization very clearly likes Peyton Jones. Yeah,
0: sure. He's in the conversation. So,
1: Um It's just, right, we're focusing on the NHL contracts yep. with Minor and Annan, of course. Uh, Jones had one last year, but he very obviously doesn't have one this year for a reason. Yeah. It's, again, it's just that they're kind of full up at the position. They've got six deals there right now. You don't need a seventh guy under contract. If one of them gets hurt then and you get desperate, then fine. He's hanging around. But I think I agree with you. That's the most interesting position battle. The player that I'm most excited to see in person is absolutely Jean-Luc Foudy. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: Saw that coming. Like, I mean, come on. We haven't gotten to see him in person yet. I know. I know.
0: I'm so excited to see it, man. He's going to fly around the ice. That's for sure.
1: It's gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited for that. I think he's. I think that's gonna be a really good time. Yeah, I'm a little salty. I can't go, but that's okay. I'm. It was just a perfect situation for us. And then yeah. you were like, "By the way, J.K."
0: Didn't work out, but yeah. A.J. Very likely. Maybe Evan will be go there. with me. There you go. You and Evan can have some hangout time. I'll still be clipping the games, most likely. I, I might even do some breakdowns of them. I'll find the time,
1: but can't. This go for- is uh, uh, they will be. They're not like televised, but they will be streamed on the ABS website. Yep,
0: just like the last one. If you were around for yeah. that,
1: so uh, I know a couple of people have already thrown that question out there. So I just want to yep. clarify it. <laughs> if you if you're watching, if you're checking the ABS actual website,
0: that's where it'll stream directly through it for free.
1: Yep. Which is a great thing that they changed after the first one. This these, this showcase has actually gotten a little bit better every year.
0: Yep. That, that Dude, that first year was rough.
1: The first year, nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah. And it was a bunch of teams that hadn't really been involved in these things before. And now they are.
0: Yep. Now every game is televised well. Streamed,
1: uh, yeah, it's they're they're available for consumption and not yeah. just like happening in a we, we were lucky that it, it happened in a mystery box in Colorado,
0: yeah, could actually so, go to it at least. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We got to see it in person. I had uh, there were so I have so many like funny like stories from that first tournament where I, it was just I can imagine the chaos, yeah, <laughs> it was obvious that nobody knew what was going on. And it was it was entertaining. It was it was funny to just kind of see them like feel their way through it.
0: Yeah, I mean it was it's steadily been improving. too. that the first year they televised it, I swear one of the cameras was just some dude with their phone like in the corner.
1: Well, do you remember when dude dude you weren't working for us, but I know that you were
0: watching I, it? Yeah, but, when they went down and everyone had to watch your periscope. My <laughs> my
1: periscope from behind the glass when I was in Vegas.
0: Yeah. Oh
1: my god. And that like I had the worst running commentary ever because I was like I specifically remember being like somebody just got called for a penalty for something. Yeah. And then I just started laughing because I was like, Great commentary, AJ. Well, it,
0: there was there was that one and then I remember you're like, Alright, and he passed it to that dude who I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then well,
1: I mean you just couldn't see.
0: But yeah, but right, you can you can't see their numbers or anything from that spot and it's like but you did get I believe one of Sajan's goals on the yeah. scope feed. It was so. it was perfect. Like yeah. I just happened to have it in the perfect position for
1: the centering feed and the one to, and it was just like Yeah <laughs> got that one. I was standing next to Ken from uh Sinbin. Yep. Yep. That was a that was a fun tournament man. That was a fun tournament.
0: <laughs> oh Sometimes the sketchiness creates good times, but
1: it's funny people remember that because I remember being really like, I don't want to do this. This sucks.
0: <laughs> yep, people remember. So it worked well, out in the fun, end. Man. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to going, and we're not allowed. We're not allowed to talk about certain things that we have planned. Yeah, got to keep on, it. The,
0: on the DL um, for a minute, but it's gonna be yeah. cool
1: by next week. If I yeah, by the end it, of next week it, it, we'll be it, able to talk about next it. Next
0: Friday we'll be talking about it for sure. Yeah,
1: we'll be able to talk about it, and you guys will get to be in on uh, some big news happening. Yeah,
0: some cool stuff. For yeah,
1: sure. and uh, s- s- how it relates to to us and the abs and moving forward. Should how we... does this affect the abs? We took the Leafs meme and made it yeah. real.
0: We're we're Avalanche Leafs media confirmed. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Great. <laughs> awesome.
0: Maybe not what we want to aspire to, but either way, we'll leave you <laughs> on the cliffhanger. Uh, right. We hope to see you again on the next show. We're off Monday because it's Labor Day, but we'll be back Tuesday. So have a great Labor Day weekend. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. We will see you all on the next one. Yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, the next one. Goodbye.